Trey, reptilian. It was quite odd that I would get a hologram message at four in the morning. Trey, you must evacuate the city immediately. A tidal wave will be heading your way. Evacuate now. Yes, granddad. I didn't question his knowledge. I've learned through the years that my grandfather knew people in high places. What he knew, the ordinary human did not know. I texted my love, Kalia. I asked her in the text not to question my instincts, but to trust me on this. We had to head for the family cabin in the Catskills immediately. We were lucky there was no traffic jams going upstate. After a three-hour journey, Kalia and I arrived at the cabin. While we were having a late lunch, she voiced her concern. Trey, I'm afraid. Are we the only ones preparing for the worst? You are safe with me. I will protect you. What about my folks? What about the people in the city? I don't know. Your folks are preparing for evacuations as we speak. Yes, but they're not evacuating. They're just going south to my grandparents. I told everyone we know, and they think we're crazy and just laughed at me. I tried. Soon the world may have to evacuate, I said, not biting my tongue quick enough. Evacuate to where? Moon bases and settlements on Mars, I sighed. What are you talking about, Trey? Moon bases? Mars? I explained it to you, but you laughed at me and said the day will never come. It was all in my mind. We had the radio playing on the main news station. The radio host interrupted our conversation with breaking news. The X-ray detectors on several monitoring satellites have detected an X-28 sun flare. The associated coronal mass ejection, CME, came out of the sun's surface at about 2,300 kilometers per second, or 8.2 million kilometers per hour. A direct hit of the CME is directed toward Earth. Scientists are warning all nations to be prepared for chaos. This solar flare may knock out all communication satellites, which could send the Earth back to the Dark Ages. Kalia started staring at me in disbelief. You are safe with me. I will protect you. Don't forget, I was trained by our government to survive in ecological disasters. The radio host continued, Scientists estimate that the massive X-flare will hit the Earth in two hours. People are advised to prepare for power outages and loss of communications. Breaking news for the mountain regions. There's a radioactive cloud headed your way. All civilians are advised to stay indoors until it passes. Stay tuned to this station for more details. Okay, let's get a move on, I said to her as I stood up and kissed her beautiful face. To where? The cellar. The cellar? Yep, we'll be safe there. I'll make sure the cabin is secured. You can start taking the food down. How long do you think we'll have to stay down there? The whole night, I smiled. All night? What are we going to do down there all night? I'll think of something. I laughed. The next morning, I woke up with a strong odor coming from the outside. I got up and went out to the porch. It was windy, and the wind was blowing the strong odor towards us. It wasn't long before Kalia followed me onto the porch. What is it? She asked. I smell something. Smoke? I don't smell anything. No, it's a strange smell. I can't put my finger on it, but the odor's familiar. It smells like metals. Metals? What does that smell like? Have you ever smelled burnt copper or like when they solder stuff? What? We went back inside the cabin. My instincts were telling me to get dressed and leave for the colony. Oh, sorry. I forgot our generation doesn't know about such things. My brothers and I used to stay with our Uncle James on his farm. He was old and did everything the old way. Well, he used to mess around with the metals making cool stuff for us. Before I could finish, I felt something. They had arrived. Our minds were being scanned. I whispered to Kalia as I placed my hands over her eyes. Don't move. Don't think. Keep your eyes shut tight. Trey, I need you to stay put.
put with your eyes closed, I ordered. Think of a song to sing in your head and keep thinking of it until I tell you to stop. Please, I, I need you to do this for me. I'll explain later. I quickly took out a saber that was hidden in one of the closets. I swung open the cabin door and saw a reptilian approaching. Unusual for a reptilian to be out in the day, I said in reptilian. Not unusual at all, replied the reptilian. I heard my father's old voice echo in my head. Boys, remember, reptilians attack in groups. If you see one in front of you, the others are cloaked very near. I raised my saber for battle. Again, my father's voice resonated in my head. Remember, boys, reptilians have ability to rejuvenate their body parts except for their heads. The only way to kill a reptilian is by decapitation. Like a wild man, I attacked the reptilian, cutting off his head and swinging the sword in a 360-degree sweep around me. It was easy to battle reptilians because that's what I was trained for in the military, to kill or be killed. It was all a video game at the academy, but this was the first time I'd experienced killing a living being. My fear came over me. My heart was beating against my chest, and I thought for sure it was going to burst through. I saw four reptilians with their heads cut off as they became uncloaked after I killed them. I was in complete shock. I watched their blood slowly dripping from their dead, almond eyes. Their headless corpses twitched in rhythm. I threw up and ran frantically inside the cabin. The smell of the dead reptilians sickened my stomach. Kalia, I cried as I fell to my knees. What happened? She asked as she created me in her arms. I just killed four reptilians. Calm down. No, I screamed. We've got no time. They will know very soon what I did, and the military will be after us. What? Military? I got up and started packing our things and food for our trip to the colony. The U.S. military, I told her. Who do you think created us? Come on, get your stuff. As we left the cabin with our hiking packs and food, I became very depressed. I was no longer a boy. I used to be a boy who had never killed a thing in my life. I was now a man who tasted death, and I felt very invigorated by it. I killed a living thing with my own two hands and watched it die, its life force leaving its body. My conflicted feelings saddened me tremendously. Kalia held my hand and led us to our jeep. It's okay, Trey. It's okay. You did what you had to do. I feel pain, Kalia. I feel sad. She kissed me, and I was happy again. She placed all the bags and food in the jeep while I installed the cloaking device under the hood of the jeep. What are you doing? She questioned. I'm installing the cloaking device so no one can track us. It wasn't long before Kalia and I were on our way to the nearest desert. We both wore sunglasses, but I was wearing the gold-framed sunglasses given to me by Granddad. It was protecting my human eyes and my not-yet-developed reptilian eyes. It was about five hours of driving when I noticed that Kalia wasn't feeling well. As soon as I pulled over to the side of the road, she threw up. What is it? Can't you read my mind? <laughs> not all the time, I laughed. Right now, I'm getting confused by it. Trey, I'm pregnant. Are you sure? According to Dr. Fernandez, the tests were positive. Well, it's not my baby, I became indignant. Not yours? Then whose? You're the only one I've been with for two years. Father told my brothers and I that hybrids can't reproduce. Trey, your father was wrong. She grabbed my hand and placed it over her stomach. I tried to visualize the object in her stomach. I was analyzing its code. Kalia stared at me with a confused look. Trey, there's something in your eyes. She came closer and looked deeply into them. You've got computer code running across your eyeballs. I smiled at her and whispered in her ear. I love you very much, Kalia. It is mine. I read its code. We hug and kissed. One problem, I continued. Trey, is it human? 
Is it reptilian or, or both? It doesn't matter. It's ours. By the time we made it to the desert, we got caught up in heavy traffic. Kalia turned on the car radio to distract us from the frustration. There's a lot of traffic heading towards Area 51, and the main news media is not reporting it, informed the female caller's voice over the radio station. Where are you going? asked the male radio host. Well, Area 51. Why? It'll be safe there from all these disasters. What makes you think that? Because that's where all the aliens are. Clea turned off the radio. Trey, where are we going? I don't know where we're going. What are you talking about? To the colony. Father told us that was a safe place. I'm using the GPS to get us there. Is that Area 51? These people are driving like crazy. I immediately pulled off to the side of the highway and waited. What is it? I'm sensing pending doom. A huge 18-wheeler truck passed us at a high speed. The driver of the truck couldn't slow down in time before crashing into a slow-moving car in front of him. The truck jackknifed and rolled over onto four cars. The traffic became blocked and jammed. We watched the whole scene in horror. State police were on the scene in minutes. Are you all right? asked one of the state troopers. Kalia and I didn't notice him walk up to our car. It was like he materialized before our eyes. Yes, sir. We're okay, I answered. Good, he said as he walked into the direction of the accident. He's a reptilian hybrid. I can smell it, I said as I pulled off into the desert. Where are we going? To our destination. I got my GPS, remember? We drove for a couple hours before I stopped and parked the Jeep right in the middle of the desert. What's wrong? Kalia asked. I smell reptilians. Where are they? I think they're trying to surround us. They're cloaked. Yes, I smell a strong odor now. Get out of the Jeep, I ordered. I had to prepare for battle once again. How many reptilians are there, she asked me. I don't know. So far, the ones we've encountered were soldiers. They're not very smart. I went to the back of the Jeep and took out a long sword and handed it to Kalia. What am I going to do with this? Fight. When I say swing, you've got to hold the sword like this. Raise it over your head and swing around in a circle like this. I quickly demonstrated the move and hoped she got it right. Trey, don't move. I armed myself and stood ready. I walked slowly into the direction of the stench. Suddenly, my gut told me to raise the sword and swing. Swing, Kalia! Just swing it over your head! I ran over to her. They were coming in force. Swing! I told her, swing! I was fighting an invisible army of creatures who were programmed to kill. Dead reptilians were materializing before our eyes. I cut their heads off, the ones that were wounded and still alive. In horror, I watched them all die. These reptilians weren't cloaked. They reminded me of my pet chameleon. Their color went from the desert sands to their birth color. Then my father's voice was in my head. Yes, Trey, just like your pet chameleon. I cried and screeched in pain. Why, father? Why must they die? Trey, my son, nothing lasts forever. We will all die one day. I violently vomited as I fell to my knees. Kalia ran over to me, and once again she cradled me like a baby. Don't cry, Trey. It's all right. Don't cry. We left the death scene and continued deeper into the desert in our jeep. I spotted something strange in the desert sand ahead. I tried scanning it with my eyes. My gut told me to investigate. When we arrived at that spot, we discovered it was a cave. I stopped the jeep. What's up? Kalia asked me. My senses tracked the reptilians sent to this cave. I'm not going in there, she said defiantly. Scared of the dark, I smiled. Follow me. I took her by the hand and we both entered the dark cavern. Once inside, we both took our sunglasses off. I was wondering when the reptilian eyes would kick in. Another scent hit my nostrils, but this time, it was the aroma of human blood. 
I didn't want to alarm my beautiful pregnant fiance, as I realized these incidents could take a toll on the baby. We continued into the darkness following my gut feelings. Kalia tripped over something by not staying directly behind. Trey, what? I almost tripped over something. I took out my communicator device and used the flashlight option. Immediately, I knew from the smell it was human blood. I flashed over the area where Kalia had thought she tripped. It revealed a half-eaten human corpse. Kalia yelled in abhorrence. I held her in my arms to calm her down. Shh, follow me. We proceeded forward and we came to a lit area of the cave. When we entered the lit room, we spotted a family of four huddled in a corner, shaking with fear. Hello, I greeted. Are you here to help us? asked the woman. Help you from what? I asked. From those aliens, answered the man. We didn't see any aliens. They ran after an old man who escaped, replied the man. How did you get here? We were on our way to the colony, the woman answered. The colony for what? asked Kalia. The woman stood up and began to speak. We are abductees, except for my husband. The kids and I got this premonition to come to the desert for our safety. I went along until I didn't like the fact that it was too far into the desert and it could have been a trap, added the man. So we turned to go back, and that was when we ran into this old man in a truck who had the same premonition. We camped in our cars for the night, and that was when they came, continued the woman. They were mean-looking creatures and warned us to keep going to the colony instead. I got everybody in our car, and we kept going home. That was when they attacked us, whined the man, remembering the incident in fear. They destroyed our cars and kept us in here until the old man tried to escape, thinking they were gone. The blonde-haired girl cried out. We heard him in the cave screaming and paving her out. I wouldn't let my family go help him because it was too dark in the cave, the man added. We had no way to see what was happening. My name is Trey, and this is my fiance, Kalia, I responded. I'm Matt. This is my wife, Parker, and these are our kids, Jan and Howard. We will help you and any abductees who want to go to the colony. It may be a trap, but it's our only way to stay alive. We would be stronger in numbers rather than being slaughtered one by one. Trey, how are we going to help all these abductees, Kalia asked. Father always said, where there's a will, there's a way, I smiled. We drove in the early morning on desert sand, following the abductees in their van. As we approached a ridge, the sun began to creep over it. I put my sunglasses on and kept driving toward the sun's direction. We stopped at the top of the ridge and discovered a desert valley. The van pulled up beside us. The man, his wife, and two children got out of the van. We followed them. We all stood in front of our vehicles overlooking the valley. The colony, the man gestured to the valley. Where? asked Kalia. It's cloaked, I informed everyone. The man points again, directing our eyes to a road in the valley. We need to follow that road to the end. We all returned to our cars. I drove down to the road to its end and stopped. The man followed suit. We got out of our cars and I detected a faint metallic odor. I couldn't distinguish its source. It wasn't the pungent reptilian odor. This is a spot where they can scan you, said the man. Before the man could finish his sentence, a valley filled with RVs appeared in front of us. A heavy-set old man in his late 80s stood before us. He was still in good shape and looked healthy. Our scanner sensed a reptilian among you, he grunted. I guess that would be me, I volunteered. Reptilians don't guess. Then that would be me. I am part human. The old man shook my hand. It was at this moment that his siren went off. Everyone jumped out of their RVs, armed and ready for battle. The old man reached behind his back and retrieved his gun for battle. Helicopters were flying over the colony. Then a swarm of reptilian soldiers attacked us. The man and his family took refuge in one of the RVs. I ran to our jeep and got my sword. The old man stood his ground shooting at the reptilians. The helicopters blasted some of the RVs, setting them on fire. 
Some of the RVs fired back, missing the helicopters. Then a force field resembling a red net covered the colony. It rendered the helicopter's attack useless. The reptilian soldiers quickly cloaked themselves, escaping the force field. The reptilian soldiers that couldn't escape were found huddling near one of the RVs. The old man marched over to them. He used a device that encloaked the reptilian soldiers. Kalia and I followed him. The colony residents surrounded the reptilian soldiers and watched as the old man decapitated each one. After the decapitation, a resident set fire to the dead corpses. I realized at that moment that the metallic aroma was emitting from him. The way he slaughtered the reptilian soldiers made me think this old man was experienced in dealing with reptilians. For a man of his age, he was very agile. I tried to scan his brainwaves, but was blocked. My suspicions about him were raised. I kept it all to myself. The weary colonists returned to their RVs. The old man walked up to me. By the way, half-breed, my name is Morris, he stated. Who do I have the pleasure of meeting? My name is Trey, and this is my fiancée, Kalia. What can we do for you in this time of war? I can help you. How? We can stage a counterattack and join forces with all those who are fighting against the reptilian empire and the Illuminati. How would we do that? My brothers and I can round up the abductees and reptilian humans worldwide to fight against them. Are your brothers half-breeds too? Yes. We are a colony of abductees. The world doesn't take us seriously. It's all in our minds. But at least your minds aren't cluttered with Illuminati propaganda like the rest of the world. They are in control of everything, even our minds. We continue to exist because we are of one mind and one goal, to stay alive from their abductions. But you gotta fight back. My brothers and I are the product of genetic engineering and DNA tampering, which started with my granddad. The humans want us dead because we are superior to them and out of their control. The reptilians want us dead because they don't understand our morphing into a new hybrid. Half-breed? Can you get us the new technologies? Yes, with the help of my brothers. Morris and I shook hands as Kalia watched us with saddened eyes.